Things go better when they go your way. And with Windows PCs powered by Intel, you can make, share, and do what inspires. Whether you want a laptop, a tablet, or something for gaming, you'll have devices that were made for you to keep doing what inspires you and everyone else. Learn more at windows.com slash made to inspire. Staples Connect brings the school supplies zhuzh in a year when we need it the most. They've got more backpacks, more pins, more supplies than you ever thought possible. And they're ready to fill any list with a store full of great deals. So double not your shoes, gas up the minivan or Prius or whatever, and smear war finger paint on your face. Staples is more than ready for back to school. Visit your local store or staplesconnect.com for inspiration. Did you sleep on the wrong side? I'm catching a bad vibe and it's contagious. What's the latest? Speak your heart. Don't bite your tongue. Don't get it twisted. Don't misuse it. What's your problem? Let's resolve. We can solve it. What's the cause is? It's official. You got issues. I've got issues. But I know I miss you. Am I supposed to change? Am you supposed to change? Who should be hurt? Who should be blamed? Am I supposed to change? Are you supposed to change? Who should be hurt and will we remain? Oh, I, we need a resolution. We need a resolution. We have so much confusion. We have so much confusion. Y'all let me know. Y'all let me. It is. It is fascinating. I mean, I guess I can't believe that. It, like this year it will be 20 years since Aaliyah died. It 20 years. Not- seem like it has been 20 years since we lost Aaliyah but shout out to her man and this weird rendition it was like slower I don't know if you like (laughs) if you were trying to like chop and screw it I don't know either way we will remember Aaliyah's legacy not not this weird rendition I'm dying and thank her for her gift Aaliyah Dana Houghton we speak your name always uh, you were a breath of fresh air in a moment in time. Um, so many nostalgic memories attached to Aaliyah songs and Aaliyah choreographed dances from videos and, you know, Aaliyah hairstyles and fashions. So, yeah, it's been 20, it's been 20 years since that album and it's it will be 20 years um, since her her untimely passing. So I just thought that's how I would open up with my weird rendition. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry if that was offensive, but I was like, I'm trying to catch the beat. I'm trying to catch the rhythm. I can't, I can't quite. Did you slip on the wrong side? I'm catching a bad vibe and it's contagious. What's the latest? Speak your heart. Don't bite your tongue. Don't get (laughs) it. I'm just trying to, we're just going to make it. Is that it? No. It was a little bit faster. Uh, uh, So, yes. I don't remember it being so Did you slip on the wrong side? No, 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 no. I'm saying the (laughs) second time you did it was faster than the first. But we don't have to do this anymore. Praise the Lord, niggas. Okay. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. We are back. 
Um, and I'm Kia, and <laughs> that over there is Jade. And we are here to discuss the ghettos of adulthood, honey, the worst hood we've ever endeavored oh, to live in. What a what a trashy mess. Um, the test the trials, the tribulations, oh the track gosh. stars, the Not track runners, Not even and the light tire tread oh, of man. being an adult of the year. First of, of all, our Lord. It's not even. <laughs> okay. All right. Whatever. It's fine. So what's going on this week, man? How are things? The track marks. Uh, you know, they're good. I am actually changes. technically not here right now. This is true. I, <laughs> technically. Um, Key and I are recording early uh, because I am on vacation right now. Uh, somewhere we are in the, the northwest region of the country, uh, trekking through the redwoods and or watching wells. Um, shout out to you, human, who tweeted me with that awful fucking video of those people well watching in the ocean on little boats, stupidly, uh, and a well jumped up and basically scared the shit out of everybody, literally, so... Well, I Shout don't blame the you. whale because you were at the whale's house uninvited. Oh, agreed. I agree. But these people were on like kayaks or paddle boats oh, or some dear. stupid ass this shit in the middle I don't of the outside, ocean. But I wish you all the best. Thank you, sis. I will I will outside for I will outside so hard for the Please. both of us. Because I'm never outsiding. I know. And but I'll that always outside. Is, <laughs> yeah. So How are you? Listen, I am present. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I figure as much. <laughs> and that's really all that I have. Um, Has it been a rough day? I am in a very uh, intense season of work. I'm always yeah. working very hard, but this is just kind of like an unprecedented time of pressure. Okay, um, fair. And I have many jobs, so it seems like all deadlines and responsibilities and deliverables all happening at one time and you know I, I could dig it I have no time for anything other than what so I can dig it that can that can be frustrating um so I understand so you being present is enough and we're grateful for your presence oh, <laughs> y'all should see this constipated ass smile <laughs> <laughs> well it's let's fine, get into though. some trash I'm grateful for all of the jobs that i have and i will show up and i will work them i know that's right because um, you get to what roll around in that big giant bed of yours when it's all said and done um, with that amazing headboard y'all should see kia's fucking okay. headboard okay okay it's, it's incredible well yes uh we should travel on into let's travel the on trash. to the trash yeah, um, we got quite so a bit So that we of can it. get to the things that need to be gotten to. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, so the trash is um, pretty heavy this week. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Suzanne Douglas passed away. Yeah, um, she did. Very sorry such a staple. That. Yeah, it was really sad to hear. I believe she was 64 years old. Um, Suzanne was a 
a staple in our black Hollywood. You know, those faces that you always see and you always know. She was in The Parenthood uh, with Friend to the Show and and be the beautiful Reagan Gomez. Um, she was in Set It Off. She was in Waiting to Exhale. Like, she's just been in a laundry list of things and a staple on our TV screens for quite some time now. So it was really sad to hear about her untimely passing. Um, or, uh, and love to her family, her loved ones, um, to her friends, to her her former co-ho, uh, co uh, co-stars and things like that. We just want to send love in that direction. Absolutely. Next, um, so like I said, we're recording early. Um, and this morning, I woke up to the news that the president of Haiti had been assassinated. Very, very sad. I don't understand. So I know there's been a lot of political unrest, a lot of protests and things that have been happening for quite some time. Um, specifically, I think pretty heavy since February, um, I could be wrong, but I think pretty heavy since February, especially. Uh, he was he's been president since 2017, mm-hmm. um, and I know there's been some controversy around that and like different feelings. But overall, I'm I'm my prayers are for Haiti, for the mm-hmm. people of Haiti Same. because this is really sad. I mean, you know, it, people being killed in their beds in their sleep like that ain't it. You, but I don't really know the ins and outs of his dealings. The people of Haiti, though. I can say have dealt with so much, like mm-hmm. so much. I remember reading some stories some time back about the these these military militias that would come through neighborhoods and they were killing families and there were kidnappings and there was there's just been so much turmoil and unrest that it's 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 just heartbreaking because there's so many innocent people involved in all of this who don't get to live peaceful lives because of political bullshit. So, um, and let me not even call it bullshit because I know it runs deep, but I just really, my prayers are really just for the people of Haiti. That's ultimately like the bottom line on my end is my prayers are for the people of Haiti. Very, very sad, scary times. Um, and I mean, I agree that, you know, it, I don't know. It's like you wake up in the morning, you don't know what you're going to see across nah. your phone, across your television or whatever way that you get the news. Um, it's just a crazy time to be alive. So, I mean, I want to echo your sentiments and just keep the citizens of Haiti yeah, in prayer. Like, it just seems like they are you know, constantly being tested yeah. with extreme hardship and difficulties of all kinds, of all nature. And whether it be natural disaster, political unrest, economic hardship, it's just so much happening. Um, and Political so corruption. It's so much. And, yeah. you know, shout out to the people who are, are still there, still... Uh, you know, celebrating history and culture and thriving and, you know, just showing up and being, being themselves um, and trying to, you know, leave a better legacy in the country of Haiti. Oh man. Um, It's just, especially as being one of the first, the first black Republic. And it's just, 
it's just it's just heartbreaking. I really just pray for the citizens. Like you said, it's really just for the citizens. Political corruption just seems to run so rampant and it's so heartbreaking to see how it affects people that it should not affect. Um, so, yes, please keep Haiti in your prayers. Um, so last week we talked about Shikari Richardson a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we got... You know, we got a comment. Somebody said that Michael Phelps actually was, uh, he was uh, penalized and removed from competing for six months because of his video. So that was our mistake. No, I didn't say that he wasn't penalized. (coughs) I said he wasn't, he didn't test positive. um, Mm -hmm. Like Shakari. You did did say that. Shakari did. But um, I reckon, I know that there were many consequences that he had to pay. I'm just saying the nature of the, uh, quote offense quote offense Mm was was different and so the penalties Mm -hmm. were different but i wasn't forgive me if if that's what was i probably said something i didn't yeah i I, I said white people get away with a whole bunch so i'm sure i was wrong somewhere but (laughs) but i still think they do that does that that doesn't go without uh that it's actually a thing but in this particular case i get it a lot but this ain't about michael phelps absolutely um you know it's about the olympics and the overall uh issues that they need to fix within within that system which goes bigger than the olympics however this is not about that so gabby gabby thomas who is also a track runner um had some comments around people talking about boycotting the olympics because of shikari's suspension and um she was like you know it really hurts to see so many black people choosing not to watch the olympics this year there's so many black athletes who have put in years of hard work for this moment myself included and we want your support which is very fair and very valid um you know shikari actually spoke and said listen i knew the rules um and despite everything that i was going through in my life i broke those rules and i have to suffer the the consequences of those and so that's that speaks very much to what kia was speaking on last week uh and you and it was a very valid point you're absolutely right so um does that again mean that there are not some fundamental flaws within these systems absolutely not but Mm -hmm. we can discuss both of these at the same time like you said two things can't be true at the same time so That was just a note from Gabby Thomas. Well, and I think it is very sad to see it come to this, right? So, like, you know, and, and like, so quickly, right? So when, mm-hmm. when, uh, I think it's Shakari, I keep saying it wrong. And when Shakari mm. ran the qualifiers and made the Olympic team, oh, right, my, when she won my that. Um, no, I'm, I'm just want to make sure because I don't, you know, I'm a stickler for names because people say mine wrong all the time. Absolutely. Um, so when she won... And, you know, it was around the same time, you know, that, you know, Gabby Douglas was qualifying along with the other young lady. I think her name is, what's the other little black girl on the team? Oh, I can't think of it. I can see her little light-skinned face, but I can't call her name. <laughs> um, Jordan. It is Sha'Carri, you're Jordan. right. It's Sha'Carri, yeah. But Jordan, there's another young lady named Jordan on the Olympic team, um, you know, that qualified. Um, and, you know, just... Uh, is this a time where is it seemed like every every other day we were seeing an amazing black woman athlete doing her thing at the Olympics and it was just it seemed like for a couple of days we were really excited about how black women are just going to come to Tokyo and show out right and so yes, we was child. all excited about that and um, you know so quickly you know things have changed and it's not just 
the individual Shakari situation, but it seems like there's now this tension and people have taken sides and it's like petty and messy and boycotting the Olympics. And, and I mean, I understand all of, all of that. Um, but I mean, I think Gabby raises a point, right? So it's like, you know, you know, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a difficult, it's a difficult place for us to be in. And I mean, just really so soon after we were all, Really excited. I bought me a little um, who all going to be there uh, <laughs> black girl Olympic <laughs> shirt, you know, with the Olympic rings with like bamboo earrings. I bought I one off of Instagram. And I just was so excited about my little ratchet girl Olympics, right? And now everything <laughs> is just seems to be so like, wow. I um, know. I know. So... Well, there may not be no Olympics, child, because now. Huh? Come on. Tokyo, Listen. Tokyo, you know, they said the Delta variant is running rampant oh. through Tokyo and now so they might the people, have to go. Are the people of Tokyo vaccinating or no? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. And I'm not sure how the vaccinations work with this Delta variant based off of the things well, I've been I, reading. I feel like I see something every other day. Uh, there's yeah. some people that say that, that, you know, the vaccine keeps you safe against the variant. There's other people that say it does not. Yeah, so I'm not I I'm not even gonna pretend like I even know. I'm not sure. Um, I know they were talking about how, you know, they mask culture is not out of the ordinary. They said, you know, when we have a tickle in the throat, we put a mask on, and that's just out of consideration for the mass population. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens with the Olympics with this again. Oh, Jeez. Not again. Just continuing because it just has never gone, gone away. away. Right. It's just never gone away, guys. Just a FYI. <laughs> I know it's just mm-hmm. never gone away. Um, there was this white man in New Jersey who lost his everlasting mind and was harassing his neighbors. I don't know how the feud started, but I know that he definitely was harassing his neighbors and in the middle of the feud, it was caught on camera. So this man was caught on camera calling this family all types of racial slurs and epithets Mm. and all kinds of things. And he started yelling his address and was like, if you have a problem, you come Uh see me. The police came. He's yelling at the police in ways that we can't. Um... Well, his dumb ass forgot how the internet works mm. and was screaming his address many times. And so the police showed up to his address and arrested him for assault and intimidation. Mm. He was charged with assault and intimidation. It was a small victory to see all of the people surrounded outside his house throw somebody was slapping him in the head with a black lives matter flag uh they were throwing water bottles and yes child (laughs) it was actually pretty pretty fun to watch i mean i'm not gonna say sorry to be the debbie downer in the back of my mind somewhere it wasn't like hey they're gonna take this nigga and drive him around the block and then drop him back at home as soon as y'all clear out i'm not gonna say i think because i did think it (laughs) uh but it still you know it still felt good to see that this some I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was a bright spot. I don't know. There we go. Thank you. Like, you know, <laughs> all right. Like, you know, you know right. It's just like, okay. It's like, good. Like, we don't really know the long term implications of what happens or what's, no. what this is going to change. But to me, it does send some small message that, you know, it's just it's just a good good good. It's just like you know, okay. Because I mean, what blessed me is it's like he was like, y'all can't do nothing to me. What's gonna happen to me? 
And it was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and then it's, and then he got on the internet afterwards, and this is how I know he's out. Because he got on the internet afterwards talking about how he calls himself a nigga. Okay. And how he calls his friends white and black niggas. Okay. And how, you know, he just says stupid things because he hasn't been educated. Sir. Okay. Sir. All right. Sir. Okay. We heard you. We saw you. We heard and saw you. <laughs> like, so everybody fucking heard and saw you calling this man and you were very pointed with it calling him all manners of monkeys and niggas and africa references mm-hmm. and everything else in between so please please just save it save this tired ass explanation because it's, it's tired an explanation it's an excuse but okay. excuse there we go excuse me thank you excuse save your tired excuse you might as well i really wish y'all would just sit up here and scream that you hate niggas from the mountaintops when you do because i know where the fuck you stand i'm not gonna try and change your mind i know where you stand all i need to know is where you stand that's where i'm at and that's the trash this week i think it's enough i do agree that that is plenty trash I saw we have some online, pos- I looked, oh. I'm sorry, very quickly, I looked very no. quickly and saw that only 8% of the population of the nation of Tokyo, I mean, in, uh, Tokyo, in, in, no, the nation of Japan, the city of Tokyo, only 8% of, of Japan has been vaccinated. They might not have had, um, um, re- they may not be having the resources. I don't know if they. Well, no, they said that I, they, they set a goal to have a million people vaccinated by a certain time, but they just have not. They oh, have, okay. They have fallen very, very short of that, of that uh, goal. Is it supply or is it choice? Um, It's not clear based upon the article that I just read, but I okay. mean, I just was looking at to see if whether or not there was a, a, critical mass of people who have been vaccinated over there and it appears that there has not been okay um so you know we'll see as you said we do we have a few more a couple more weeks until things pop off uh for the olympics and so we'll yes see how it goes we'll see how we'll see how how the titties fly because you know they can fly any direction, especially when you're laying down. Uh, we have some positivity to get to a good shout out. So let's do that. My sis is popping right now. Like. This week's shout out to my sis is presented by Target. Target invests in black creators and entrepreneurs by building a legacy of success. Let's rise together. Discover more at Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure. So I'm really excited about the shout out this week. We actually got an email and I didn't even know about this company, but I'm so happy to know about them now. Um, the email says, hi, Kia, Jade and team. I hope this email finds you doing well. Come on, team. I admire. <laughs> <laughs> soon come, soon come. <laughs> I admire your getting grown podcast and especially love your getting mentality healthy episode. Thank you. Oh, excuse me, getting mentally healthy. Wow, you can read. I have a Portland-based skincare company that I would love to get on your radar, and it's Helen Rose Skincare. Since launching in 2019, Helen Rose has garnered over 200 five-star reviews, 200 plus five-star reviews on their organic skincare and body products, and has partnered with American Express, Adidas, and Providence Hotels. So the best, they have uh, the best-selling Kapakwa, 
Kapwaka. Kapwaka butter is known to soothe itchy eczema and psoriasis skin. I suffer from eczema, so I'm very excited to hear that. A limited edition Pride Love Butter was launched to celebrate Love Out Loud. Um, Helen Rose Skincare is on a mission to increase diversity in the wellness industry by centering dark-skinned black models in all marketing campaigns. And a portion of every cell supports Om Thrive Foundation, which provides wellness and yoga for survivors of trauma and domestic violence, including queer survivors who are often underserved. Since 2018, Om Thrive Foundation has connected over a thousand adult and child survivors of domestic abuse to yoga and healing services with the help of funding from Helen Rose Skin care so i thought it was really awesome um this is a black owned business that supports the lgbtq plus community it's vegan i love the interface of the website it's clean and clear and easy to understand so you will find all of that information in the description box but that is helenroseco.com again all of that will be in the description box but go get your life amazing super excited all right let's move on to this kitchen table talk all right let's do it we're all looking for the same things in life history books that actually you know report the history and not the fake news a new beyonce album because honey our bodies are ready and skincare products that offer clinically proven hydration and leave the skin with a wealthy healthy non-greasy glowing luxurious finish now, I can't help you with the first two, but Neutrogena, a dermatologist-recommended brand, has the skincare goals covered with their Hydro Boost Facial Care line. The line's Hydro Boost Gel Cream and Night Press Serum are both clinically proven to strengthen skin's moisture barrier and lock in hydration for 48 hours, honey. That's like four days or something. You'll get uncompromising hydration thanks to both products' hyaluronic acid which has the ability to bind water and literally hold it within the skin surface, girl. Neutrogena's Hydro Boost Gel Cream, I mean, honey, it's gel and a cream all in one. It's made with glycerin that penetrates the skin nine surface layers deep, honey, deep down into your business for long-lasting hydration. And the Neutrogena Night Press Serum, girl, it will revitalize your skin, letting you wake up to skin that's three times more hydrated than you normally would, honey. No ashy faces around here. Made with purified hyaluronic acid and supercharged antioxidants. It's a pillow-proof formula, honey, that won't ruin your good sheets and things because it melts right into your skin instantly. Both the gel cream and the serum are oil-free, dye-free, and non-commodogenic. And so you understand that I'm a woman of a particular age, honey, and don't play about my skincare. Now you know that. I don't want to be out here looking like the women of the cast of Encore on the BET. Okay, so I'm out here using all the products that I need to use to keep me looking youthful and luxurious and moist and supple out here in these streets as I age. So what I've been doing is using both the gel cream and the night press serum. And I'm here to tell you that you, you know, what bags, honey, what fine lines, what wrinkles, it gives all that it needs to have gave. And I'm not just saying that I'm actually using it and I have been for a minute and you're not going to be mad. Okay. So I'm telling you, get on down to wherever you get your things and get the Neutrogena Hydra Boost line. It can be purchased at every major retailer. Start your hydration journey today at Neutrogena.com slash Hydra Boost. That's N-E-U-T-R-O-G-E-N-A dot com slash Hydro Boost. If you want a menstrual product that looks out for your body, your lifestyle, and the planet, 
you've got to try Flex. Flex is innovating period care with products that are body safe, made for comfort, and made to keep you moving. The Flex Disc is a one-time use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body. It can be worn for 12 hours and holds as much flow as three super tampons. Three of them. Three of them, y'all. It's unlike any other period product you've ever seen, and you can wear it for mess-free <laughs> period sex. Hello! If you want to go zero waste, pick up the Flex Cup, a reusable menstrual cup with a patented pull tab that makes it the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. It's so easy. I have to tell you all, it's so easy. <laughs> I actually um, tried a cup before that didn't quite work for me. And I was, uh, very squeamish about, you know, sticking my little fingers up there and whatnot. This may sound like a lot of information, but it's a period ad. Um, so, you know, it wasn't really my judge. I was a little hesitant to try the flex when it showed up to the crib. And let me tell you, your girl was quite pleased. You, you all know, I like nature. Kia's is always talking about me because I like to be outside, outside hiking and, you know, trekking through trees and things like that. Do you think that is really easy to do to change a pad? I mean, can you imagine the mess and the frustration? I don't have to do that with the flex disc or the flex cup. I and I got options. OK, you can do both. So make sure you all try it out if you want to try some. And I, I mean, I am quite intrigued <laughs> by this by this period sex situation. OK, it's always been a hard no in my house, but <laughs> <laughs> but now we get to get busy and it doesn't get messy. Say goodbye to cramps, but put sex back on the table and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfix.com slash grown and use code grown for 20% off flex disc starter kits or 10% off your first flex cup. Plus free U.S. shipping. That's code grown at flex, F-L-E-X fits.com slash grown. All right. Um, so as I mentioned during last week's uh, Black Woman Self-Care um, segment, I've been uh, trying to be a bit more intentional around uh, practicing, like really actively practicing my um, self-care, self-love, uh, mm -hmm. you know, growth and personal development, um, like really doing the work. for. Uh, I would say that for a while, a lot of my, maybe I shouldn't say it like that. I was going to say, I've really d done a lot of listening, a lot of reflecting, a lot of thinking. Um, but I hadn't really been, um, when, when I'm honest about the kind, like, you know, no, reflecting on who I am and knowing how I learn and how I, you know, conceptualize and, you know, my own approach to really sort of adopting uh, and applying new understanding mm -hmm. um, in my life, I had just trying to been you know trying to been do it like I see, like modeling what others do instead of listening to my own body uh, and 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 taking note of my own habits and mm -hmm. what comes naturally to me. And so, as a student of life, and as someone who is sort of like you know, very much at home in the learning space to so someone who enjoys learning and actively learning through writing and those and, and reflecting and those kinds of things. I've been more intentional about applying that to my self growth, uh, self love, all of that stuff journey. And so I started studying things, started really um, like 
using all of my thousands of notebooks to really write down and and really um, dive in to materials, not just reading it and ingesting it, but really sort of like conceptualizing it, learning it, what what it and, and um, thinking about these things um, with with a lot of in, intention and thought. And so I uh, have been, you know, everyone says all the time that that I need to be more kind to myself. And I need to talk to myself as if I was talking to one of my close friends. And, you know, I hear that and that is very well received, like, you know, in terms of feedback. But when I think about what that looks like in actual practice, I've struggled as far as far as really applying it to my life. And so I want to do better about applying it. And so I've really been doing a lot of study around like how to be your own best friend. How do you, mm-hmm. how, what does it look like every day to show yourself? Um, to, to treat yourself like like a friend, and so that led me into doing a lot of learning and studying about like self compassion, self love, um, and and all of that. And so I thought it would be cool for us to talk about at the kitchen table. You know, if we were to to sort of take a page from Beyonce when she told us to be our own best friends, um, you know, and and thinking about it from the perspective of like. You know, who you are and how you treat yourself sets the standard for how you allow other people to treat you in all of your relationships. And I'm not talking about romantic relationships. I'm just talking Mm -hmm. about like at work or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, friendships, all of that stuff. But, you know, how how you treat yourself, how you love yourself really does set the standard for how you receive love and give love. So what would it look like for us to really be more intentional about thinking about loving ourselves and being more compassionate to ourselves and much more applied and practical ways. I love it. Let's do it. So I started <laughs> off by, by, um, well, I'll ask you first. Okay. If you had to define like self-compassion or like what it means to show yourself, like how do you show yourself compassion? What does self-compassion or self-love uh, mean to Jade? Oh, uh, maybe not beating myself up as much for things mm-hmm. that I cannot get done <laughs> right? in the times that I think that they should be done in. Um, and the ways that I speak to myself, you know what I'm saying? Uh, being just a little bit more kind, you know, even with the small things like, you know, you trip over something or do something, you dummy. But like, you know, try not to do shit like that because words are spell. You're not a dummy. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 that's not what you are. So I try to correct myself and speak to myself in ways like, like you said, that I speak to somebody that I love. Um, I think those are two of the big ways for me right now. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, yes, that's really spot on because the definition that I found for self-compassion was noticing your, uh, noticing your difficult thoughts, um, and then showing up for them. Uh, mm-hmm. knowing, know it, noticing your difficult thoughts. Also, you know, your limitations, also the things that, you know, the less, the mistakes that you make or noticing those things, but creating space for them and also creating safety for yourself as you process or deal with whatever it is that you're dealing with. Um, and so it's really about not being so quick to judge ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, what I am or be so critical of ourselves. And that led me to really think about like, you know, why is it second nature 
for me and for a lot of people, because I don't think I'm by myself here. But why does it why does it feel so natural for us to sort of just tear ourselves down in the ways mm. that we do? Like, why is it that like you said, like if I if if, you know, we make a mistake, it could be something small like, you know. um, Like I, I came home today after the gym and realized that I left a light on in my guest room. And really just fussed at myself like I was a child. Like, I don't know. What do you think that you have made of money? You in here leaving lights on in this house? I mean, and just walking out. Um, and it's not that I was like, you know, that's a small way. But, you know, I have absolutely been like, I'm the dummy who did X, Y, Z, right? So, like, why yep. is it, why is it so, It's why does it seem so second nature for us to do that? What do you think? I don't know. I, I think sometimes it's conditioning. Um, you know, and certain people have grown up in environments where it's been highly critical, you know, where expectations seem to be really high. Mm -hmm. And so it feels like, you know, they're always trying to trying to meet those expectations. And when they don't, they crush themselves the way sure. that maybe they have been spoken to or maybe even in harsher ways. Right. Um Honestly, I think that's I, that's something I would I would really love to like talk to Dr. Joy or somebody about. Why is it so much easier for us to talk shit to ourselves when I we think, don't talk to people that we love like that or agreed. shouldn't talk to people that we love like that? I think there, and I don't know. Um, like I said, I'm not Dr. Joy, but I agree that it's a good idea to probably have her or someone with some you know uh, training in 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 this kind of thing to help us think through. But like I, if I'm just thinking out loud, I think that there is a lot of pressure on black women to perform. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, in, in the best ways all of the time. Right. Absolutely. Like we are not a people who are, who, who have been taught or socialized. Like we don't have good models for embracing our mistakes and missteps and, mm -hmm. and, you know, these are not even like, you know, I think in theory, we, we understand that that, you know, mistakes and experience is the best teacher. But yeah, but we haven't always but, been given the space. Right. And we are conditioned to achieve in all things and to put into to, to like we're so tra trained to be so conscious of it image and how things appear. And I think that that puts a lot of pressure on on us. And I think, you know, those of us who grew up in households where that pressure was heavily applied, even when we left those households, like, you know, you know, applying that pressure, you know, we didn't leave it there. We didn't leave it at our mama's house. It came with us to college. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it mm -hmm. came with us, you know, and I mean, whatever choices that we decided to make, um, you know, it came with us because we have to be on and we have to be the best and we have to, be the brightest and yep. you know there's this this constant competition and comparison that happens within us and you know between us and and black men or between us and other counterparts and it's and i think that that has a lot to do with how critical um and judgmental we can mm -hmm. be of our behaviors and the ways that we don't give ourselves the space and grace to sort of just have real life experiences right yeah um, yeah, and that yeah, is I agree. something. Yeah, thinking about that. Because even when we were discussing Shakari last week, uh, when we're when we're too good, mm -hmm. 
we're criticized. Mm -hmm. When we are good, we're criticized. When we are on par, we're criticized. Right. (laughs) So every step of the way, we're criticized as much as we, you know, she is a, she is a issue. You know, we saw, I saw that clip recently of Amorosa talking to Bethany, um, where she was like, black women have to be better in order for, you know, in order for us to get anything, we have to be better. And we know that. Right. And everybody in the audience booed. Well, what the fuck y'all booing for? It's true. But everybody. Yeah. And I think honestly, like not only it's unfortunate that, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, that that is a reality, right? We're conditioned yeah. to believe that. And that is, there is a lot of truth, a lot of truth to that, given a lot of the systemic inequities that we have to uh, navigate, specifically those of us who are who are navigating the intersecting identity, identities of being both black and women, like mm-hmm. double marginalities. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not just us, but, you know, and I mean, or triple, depending on, you know, whatever other identities that we carry because we're all multidimensional people. I, I think it is, um, it is just, it's sad to me that, um, it's like, you know, we don't, we don't ever create spaces for us to really sort of, uh, be, be nurtured, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. to, Cause I feel like nurturing is important to really sort of process and learn things. Right. If we don't do anything, but just be so if we're nothing but critical, mm-hmm. um, then I think we limit the learning. Right. So if mm-hmm. we think about it, like as a teacher and if we're teaching a small child, how to read or how to count or do multiplication, don't tables, do anything. Right. If we don't do anything, but tell them, that they should have known better. This is what they got to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's got to be, it's got to, it's got the criticism. And it's, I don't even want to say criticism as it's always a bad thing. Right. Because feedback is critical to learning as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, criticism, accountability, feedback has to coexist with that nurturing and compassion and affirming after that affirmation, right? It's got to be like, oh man, you made a mistake, but I know that you can do better. Right. Or I, I, you know, it's got to be a both and. And if we really think about, um, like, I mean, I get kind of sad when I think about like all the ways that I didn't get that coming mm-hmm. up and how like mm-hmm. now that I'm an adult, I'm really, you know, tasked with teaching myself that because I don't really know what God has in store, but should I become a mother? I don't want to um, repeat that uh, that practice, you know. You know, repeat that culture. Um, and I'm not shaming my family mm-hmm. or my mom or anything like that. But I do feel like there's got to be a both a both and. I can definitely say um, <clears throat> that coming up, I definitely got much more um, criticism then I got mm-hmm. nurturing and not to say that my mom didn't love me because she absolutely does. And I never doubted that I was never mm-hmm. abused or anything like that, but there wasn't a lot of, uh, back rubbing <laughs> in, yeah. in, in yeah. my house. And yeah. I, and I recognize, and I know that my mom's felt like her responsibility was to make me strong and to make me tough. Um, but I don't know that that, you know, I, I don't feel like, 
you know, uh, I, I think that you can do that while teaching your child how to be, you know, loving, compassionate, to extend grace to self Absolutely. and to others. And that's why, you know, I made me think about that conversation that we had with Fran um, when we were on the whoop, when we were talking mm-hmm. about how you um, asked Noah if she's proud of herself and you're like really sort of cultivating that skill um, building that muscle within her around, you know, letting her, teaching her how to to be proud of herself and and how valuable that is. The and 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 I want to be really transparent with that as well. I have to actively work on that because I've got it's the same thing, and I think it's a it, with a lot of us, especially black girls. I think our mothers or whoever raised us a lot of times, and I'm not speaking to everybody's experience, but it's like you. I remember one time, I'm not the most affectionate person in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember one day, Tristan asked me, yo, did your mom, like, hug you? (laughs) And not in a way where he was like, damn, bitch, you a hurt ass. But he was just (laughs) like, yo, did your mom hug you a lot? Like, was she affectionate with you? And I was like, um... I was like, well, I know, I know my mother loves me. Like, that's never, you know, we chat on the phone and... But I had to really be honest and be like, you know what? No, it wasn't like we weren't the most affectionate of people, which is why I have to pay attention to myself so hard as I'm raising Noah. And so that asking her constantly, are you proud of yourself, is also like my own work in making sure that I'm not passing um, some of those same things down yeah. because a lot of times the tendency is to be a little bit more highly critical, right? Because ultimately, especially in, you know, when you're as a mother, I'm sitting here in my mind half the time, like, yo, I just got to make sure like she's good. I got to make sure like she's a good human being. I got to make sure like she's going to be all right out here. And I think a lot of our mothers had that mentality and didn't quite have the tools to express that in a different way where it could have been way more affirming as opposed to critical. And then it caused a series of other issues. So in me doing that with Noah, I'm reprogramming myself as well because that's not my natural instinct. And it, it, it is like, um, it is, and I recognize, right? So when I talk to my mom as an adult, I, I understand, mm-hmm. you know, and I see her as an adult, right? So when you get to a certain age, you like we've talked about before, you don't see your mom as your mom. You see your mom as a woman. As a woman, as a human. And, you know, you that, that gives you some really good perspective. Um, sometimes it gives you some, you know, I mean, I'm, it's not always easy. To, to you know, but but insight though gives you insight. it gives you insight, right? Because you do have to still kind of work through some other stuff. But mm-hmm. when I talk to her, you know, I recognize, and she's been very clear that she was raising me to be able to take care of myself mm-hmm. and not take care of myself. You know, when she says when, when she when she said take care of myself, it was like you know to be able to be self sustaining to, mm-hmm. to to build a life for myself to not have to depend on anybody. And, yeah. you know, I get that. And that's, that's really important, you know, um, you know, raising your, your daughter to be independent, to be a leader, to be, you know, able to make her own decisions and to take care of herself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that those, those are laudable and necessary, important goals, right? But I also feel like that there is more to the word care 
than just being able Absolutely. to pay my bills. Right. Absolutely. And so um, I do feel like, and I've said this before, I do feel like my brother got a lot more nurturing than mm-hmm. I did. And mm-hmm. I've said this and people, I mean, it's a joke, but it's not kind of. <laughs> and I don't, and again, <laughs> this is not me throwing my mother under the bus because I recognize that she was doing the best she could, she can, she could with what she had. And I came, I turned out all right. I'm not saying, you know, it wasn't all bad. Uh, but I definitely felt like my brother was my mom's son. And I worked yep. for that lady. I was her staff. It mm-hmm. was her, you know, she was my manager. She, mm-hmm. she managed the tasks that she gave me. Um, and she cared for me and made sure I had everything that I need. She kept me safe and all of that. So she was absolutely an amazing parent. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in the way of really sort of um, modeling, and I recognize that it's probably because she didn't get it. And so it's not a shot, right? But I mean, in the way of, of um, teaching me the importance of practicing um, you know, how to take care of myself personally and emotionally, um, was something that I feel like I did not get. Um, and so now that I am Mm -hmm. an adult, I'm really working on like, okay, so what do I need to do to sort of break that Mm -hmm. pattern? Yeah. Um, and so, as I said, my research led me to really exploring um, how do you practice that. And I found, let me see, I found seven things here that I wrote down and I feel like it would be um, cool to share those things. Please. And we can chat about them. So beating yourself up inhibits you from trying new things and taking chances. Um, Liking yourself, even when you mess up, is the crux and the important part of, uh, you know, self-compassion, acknowledging that mistakes are a part of life. Um, it's par for the course as experimenting, exploring, um, and being courageous are all critical, um, you know, for us to learn as we grow into, you know, adults. So how do you practice it? Instead of judging your feelings, explore them, examine them and get to the root or origin of them and try to look for the lesson that they could be teaching you. Um, so in being a friend to yourself, how to be your own best friend. Um, the first thing that, that uh, the literature says is to really think about joy, right? And and first figuring out the things that bring you joy mm-hmm. and really being conscious about weaving those things into your life. And we've talked mm-hmm. about that, right? So like having, and I think we probably could, could go back and revisit that, right? So like um, we should all be conscious and be able to, like if somebody asks you, Jay, what brings you joy? What Do you have like an answer prepared? Like I know what I'm going to say. Oh, I, what brings me joy? I love, I love being outside. I love, um, I love being with the land. I love being with the earth. I think it's a beautiful thing. I love exploring and seeing, you know, the gifts that we've been given. I think it's just a beautiful thing. It brings me like immense joy. Absolutely. And so that's dope, right? So like when you're feeling, um, you know, when you experience some challenge or hardship and then you may find yourself in a place of judging 
yourself or, you know, you know that you can do something to bring you joy. You can go outside and go for a walk or mm-hmm. go for a hike or do something that will sort of, um, you know, bring you back from that place of, you mm-hmm. know, beating yourself up. Uh, another thing that you can do is to acknowledge your achievements. Be proud of yourself. Compliment yourself, which is what we talking about before with Noah, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I've been trying to, uh, I, I, my, my, one of my good friends and coworkers, Maria, we have this practice at work where at the end of our work day, we send each other one thing that we accomplished, mm-hmm. one thing that we, um, one, one goal that we have, um, for tomorrow. Okay. And, uh, one thing that we're looking forward to. Like, like every that. day, like every day okay. he said, like, you know, or it's one thing that, I mean, it's one of them, maybe it's four things. Cause I think we talk about if there's something that's on our mind, something that we're worried about, like, you know, we'll share that. We also share one thing that we accomplished today and it doesn't have to be like a work thing. It could be like, you know, I made it to the gym um, right. or I got my laundry done. Um, and then, like I said, it was another thing was another, uh, a goal that we have for, for, for the following day. Um, and we kind of hold each other accountable and that's just, you know, in the office. Um, and we create space for us to sort of, uh, vent any frustrations, but the first one being an accomplishment is really key because it allows us to say, you know, I'm proud of you for that, but I'm also proud of me for that. So like, I um, love that. I, I've been working on that. The third one is forgiving yourself. Um, and, and realizing that forgiving yourself is something that you're going to have to do over and over again. Yeah. That second piece was some was like mind blowing to me, right? Because I recognize that, you know, you know, I'll say I forgive myself for that. And then, you know, I'll be still thinking about the thing that I had supposed to forgive myself mm-hmm, for. <laughs> mm-hmm, and so it's mm-hmm. like, no, girl, we moved past that. We have forgiven ourselves. God forgot about it. And now it's time for you to forget about it. Right. So forgiving yourself and recognizing that. Forgiveness is a daily practice sometimes. So just like you're supposed to ask God for forgiveness every day, you need to forgive yourself every day so that you can continue to move forward. That was a, that was a a game changer for me. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, like, shit. Cause I do need to forgive myself for many things every day. Every (laughs) single day. Right. I got to forgive myself every day. It's like, dang, I thought I forgave myself on Monday. No girl, you got to do it again today. Every time you do, every time you do some shit, Oh. That you about to cuss yourself out for for real forgive yourself silence the inner critic um and 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 this was good to me because silencing the inner critic was not just you know telling her to shut up right but sometimes mm-hmm. you have to prove her wrong mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. i've noticed about myself is that my inner critic who like i said last week sounds a lot like my mama <laughs> um even though she's not like it's not my mama it just sounds like her um my inner critic uh, sometimes my imagination and my inner critic will get together and bring me to some place of of uh, not even real possibility. Like it's not like mm-hmm. my mind will go to irrational play. You know, very quickly if I don't let it, if I don't watch it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and, and she will get loud and she will be like, "It's gonna <laughs> happen, hey girl." I, and then you have to tell her, "It's like no, girl." So my feelings, I will get in my feelings over something that I have created <laughs> and I have to slow myself down, bring myself back and be like, girl, well, what has actually happened? And so I have learned to not only in silencing my inner critic, I question her. 
and I mm-hmm. find holes in her story. Because okay. if I look deep enough, she don't have all the answers, right? So, like, mm-hmm. she's often operating from, you know, a very one-sided and limited perspective. She doesn't have the facts. My feelings run amok, but my the, I have to bring her back to the facts. And if I take the time to to, you know, really deal with her, I can often, you know, prove her wrong if I just take the time to do it. So it's about not letting her run amok in your mind, instead trying to cultivate the inner advocate. Um that, that so that's really about practicing bigging yourself up. I love that. Yeah. So it's like it's like activating the inner advocate. So my inner critic will tell me all the time that I have all this work to do and I'm never going to get it done. Um, but my inner advocate says you have had many weeks where you have had many, many things to do and you've always found a way to get it done. And so what we will do is we will make a plan and we will try to stick to the plan as best as we can. If we can't, then we will adapt the plan, but we will get it done. So it's about it's about telling her that she doesn't know what she's talking about. I I have been trying to so the same way that I've been cheering Noah on, I've been trying to do the same thing with myself. Mm-hmm. And so we wrapped up a project this week actually, XD and I, um, that we are super, super, super proud of. And at the end of it, I had to step back and say, yo. You motherfucking did that shit, bitch. You did that For shit sure. right there. And that's how, like, I really do try to champion myself in the same ways that I do when other people who I love accomplish things and I'm sincerely happy for them. Mm-hmm. I remind myself that there is no reason why I can't be just as happy for myself. And that's not like, it's not being prideful or lacking humility. It is simply acknowledging that you worked hard on something, you set a goal mm-hmm. and you accomplished mm-hmm. it. And that is worth noting. That is worth congratulating yourself for. Absolutely. Um, so that's what's up. Number five, respect yourself. Not on just some Aretha Franklin stuff, but respecting yourself means that you make promises to yourself that you will keep. If you respect somebody, if I respect you and you let me know that something that I do offends you, or mm-hmm. if you let me know a boundary that you have, I respect that boundary. Mm-hmm. And so when I respect myself, I make myself a promise that I'm going to do these things and I'm going to respect that promise. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool. Number six, find ways to self-soothe. Figure out what makes you feel better in the moment. Like in, in the moment when things are, are getting on my nerves, I, you know, I figure out the things that soothe me. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's laying down for 20 minutes. Sometimes <laughs> it's eating some Sour Patch Kids. Sometimes it's getting on the Peloton. Sometimes it's texting or calling a friend. Sometimes it's cutting on the music. Sometimes it's watching a YouTube video. Today, I watched The Wiz. <laughs> I had the whiz on while I was doing my work and was in here talking about <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> just, just you know just trying to keep the momentum these are the things that soothe me when 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 people get on my nerves or when things get on my nerves or when mm-hmm. I get on my nerves finding mm-hmm. ways to bring myself back what are the ways that you soothe yourself Jade 
Isn't that, oh, how do I soothe my, well, you all know the main way that I soothe myself <laughs> with that good green pacifier. But, um, and it is, it's a relaxation for me, but I also, like I told you before, making my teas and my candles, not to be a parrot, but What's making my tea? teas and my diatomaceous herbs, my diet, <laughs> my tinctures and things, making those soothes me. Cleaning my house soothes me. Cleaning my house has, I don't know who I have become. It soothes me, but it only, only though, when I'm not on an extreme timeline and when there's nobody here. It's oh, not I, the same am, when there's niggas in the vicinity. You're right. You're right. But I am getting up on Saturday and changing my linens and sweeping and cleaning Feels that. good. I mean, it's just like, oh, I am filled with such gratitude. And I tell, you know, I'm cleaning my house. This is my home. I'm responsible to keep it clean. I will keep it clean in here. Yes. That makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. And then also breathing. I love a good, like, exhale <laughs> when I am when I am feeling in what, you know, if I'm feeling a little out of control for a second, I'll just stop and literally just do a... <sighs> mm-hmm. And be like, all right, okay, all right, and do it a couple times, <laughs> and be like, all right, we good, we Gucci, and then those are like, that's like a small way in how I soothe myself. So those are some of the ways that I self soothe. So good. And then I just try to lean into how I'm feeling. If a bitch is hungry and wants a burger, I get myself a burger. Yeah. Like and I sit down and I find something I want to watch. It may be ridiculous. It may be a documentary. It may be whatever. But I sit down and I eat my burger and I like however I'm feeling in that moment. I try to honor that, and I find in honoring and not all the time, obviously, which is why like right now I'm a freaking chicken with my head cut off. Like the amount of stress that I am feeling right now is immense. Mm-hmm. However, um. You know, it's not a bad stress. And I stop and I have to like, I had to stop and check myself earlier. All right, bitch, the things that you're stressed about are actually like wonderful things, right? You just take a moment of gratitude, breathe, and the shit's going to get done. And that's kind of how I talk to myself too. Absolutes. Absolutes. All right. So the number seven, the last one Mm -hmm. is is a big one, right? And I think it's become my favorite, but... It is relinquish perfectionism. I put on my Instagram a while ago, I think I need to run it back. One of my favorite quotes of life now is like, perfectionism is not a virtue. It serves the ego, not Mm. God. Um, Surrender the need to know and control every detail of everything. Mm -hmm. Perfectionism, it often masquerades itself as uh you know the things we find ourselves obsessing over Mm -hmm. um you know and if we really think about it it really does boil down to us needing to to us feeling compelled to know to understand to to control to have a say in all things and other people's choices and uh, you know how other people deal with us and and yep. you know how you know other people move what people say and all these things you know how we are showing up all the time how every outcome every you know circumstance and the fact of the matter is nothing is ever going to be perfect or go according to plan flawlessness is a facade 
Um, and it is something that is honestly, when you think about it, it's boring. Um, and it doesn't serve us at all. Mm. It is mm. through, it is through mistakes. It is through missteps. It is through fear and nerves and trepidation and all of that, mm-hmm. where we learn all that we need to know about who we are, about what we're doing, about who we serve, how, who our God is. All of that stuff is revealed through the difficulty, through the uncertainty, through the stress, through the strain, and not glorifying stress and strain, right? But just saying that embracing the uncertainty Challenge. sometimes, right? Embrace Embracing whatever it is that you're dealing with, showing up, being scared, doing it anyway, showing up. This is how purpose is revealed. This is how... Yeah who we are, our, our true identities, the things that we've been created to do, all of these things are revealed in that. And all of that is a form of self-compassion because we allow ourselves the flexibility to try and mess up mm-hmm. um, and to be okay with not getting it right, to be okay with with getting it wrong, with making mistakes, with thinking things are gonna go one way and they go another. And, you know, giving ourselves a grace to, to, you know, we've never been, whatever age you are, you've never been that age before. Um, whatever, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've never been, I've never been. And that's why I'm like, I had to do this at work one time because my supervisor was really getting caught up in comparing, you know, our performance this year with our performance mm-hmm. last year. And she was doing that big time during COVID. And I was just like, you cannot do that because what we are dealing with is unprecedented. You cannot expect us to show up in the ways that we showed up last year because the all the whole everything has changed. Mm-hmm. And so we have to give ourselves enough grace to recognize that as our circumstances and the context around us change, we get to grow into them. And sometimes mm-hmm. we'll bump into some stuff and mm-hmm. it'll, it'll hurt or we'll break something or we'll fall down. And we just have to challenge ourselves not to get stuck Uh at the point where we tripped over our feet where we got to get up again and keep going. So yeah, surrendering when you, you running, you ain't, you don't stay down there and go to sleep. For real. <laughs> when you fall, you don't just lay there. You have to find a way to get up again. And mm-hmm. perfectionism, perfect races are not a thing. So we have to relinquish perfectionism in our, in our quest to be our own best friends. When your best friend does something that that they didn't want to do, didn't plan to do, when they make a mistake, you don't sit there and say, "Yeah, man, that was dumb. You shouldn't have did that." Unless um, it was really dumb. Unless it was really dumb. But <laughs> even if no, but even if you do say it, it's never like you should never try again. You should never, yeah, no, you know. No, it's never no. from a place of like you want that person to stop progressing. So why right. do we do that to ourselves? No, very true, very true, very true. Ooh, child, I and perfectionism is boring. Think about the bad seed. Rhoda was a child whose pigtails were perfect and her clothes and she could play the piano. It wasn't until you found out that she was killing niggas that she got interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's when shit got interesting. No, I like this exercise, actually. I think that's something, this is something that we should revisit because, you know, things could switch up and change be in different seasons but you still need good reminders so yeah man we got to be our own best friends and i don't know if you guys want to come along with me as i'm learning what i'm learning but i just thought it would be cool this week for us to talk about what it means to show ourselves some some compassion and to nurture ourselves 
as much as we, you know, as much as we are so worried about paying bills and taking care of ourselves fiscally and, you know, professionally, mm-hmm. we also need to take care of ourselves and nurture ourselves and be good to ourselves. Um, Absolutely. You know, love on ourselves Absolutely. a little bit. Well, a little bit. I know we've been discussing a lot of self-love and self-care, but nigga, this, this is what the times that we're in right now. These things are Very of important. the utmost importance. So um, I hope that this resonates in some way. Uh, I would love if you all took some of those seven steps. We'll put the links in the description box uh, where Kia found this mm-hmm. information. Um, and maybe we can expound a little bit more, make this a community. Yeah, I would love to know if other thing. people have other things. Like this this seven list, this list of seven is just kind of what I found, you know, based on what I read. There's tons of more resources out there, and other people I'm sure have lots of other thoughts and ideas. So please weigh in and let's keep this party going. Um, keep this conversation going. Absolutely. Uh, shall we move on to our honesty box? We shall. Things go better when they go your way. Am I right? And with Windows PCs powered by Intel, you can make, share, and do what inspires you and impacts others. Whether you want a laptop, a tablet, a pen to take notes on screen, something that can handle all your apps and games, or the graphics and speeds for gaming, with Windows PCs powered by Intel, you'll have a device that was made for you. So you can keep making what inspires you and everyone else. Windows and Intel made to inspire. Learn more at windows.com slash made to inspire. Windows.com slash made to inspire. Honestly? Truly. So before we start our honesty box this week, we wanted to remind you all to send your honesty box questions in for a special episode of Getting Grown that will be coming soon. Sponsored by none other than who? Hey. Target, where we have our spent friends. entirely too much money. All of our coins. All of them. So now, you know, with us spending all of our coins there, they are ready to get any deep into your business, and so are we. So make sure you are sending your honesty box questions in for a special bonus episode of Getting Grown that will be coming soon. With that being said, let's get into this week's honesty box. Okay. Hello, Dr. Kia and Chef Jade. I hope this email finds you both well, safe, and with everything you need. Thank you so much. She would like a pseudonym. She, her. Uh, Lanethia Leakes. Lanethia Leakes writes, I am 26 years old and I've found myself in a difficult spot. My current boyfriend, Greg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I couldn't Sorry. It. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Lanethia. Uh, Good belly laugh. Sorry. <laughs> My current boyfriend and I have been together for about two years now. I really love him and his patience with me is unprecedented. I told him after a few dates that I like to take my time before I get involved physically with someone. I didn't give him a timeline or anything just to be safe. He was cool with those terms and we have continued dating. I told him I wasn't a virgin, but I'd only had sex once before. What I failed to tell him is that I have a fear of physical intimacy that stems from something that took place on my 21st birthday. To make a long story short, my ex got upset with me because I told him I wasn't ready to have sex with him. It turned into an argument which turned into him forcing himself on me. It was my first and only time because after that I had no desire to be physically intimate with anyone. But now with my current boyfriend, I'm conflicted. I want to have sex with him but fear 
but fear is not letting that happen. The other night we were watching a movie and messing around. I was fine until he got on top of me. I kept telling myself that I was okay and to relax, but my anxiety started to kick in. I was in full-blown panic mode when he started to kiss my neck. I couldn't see his face, and that was trigger number one for me. I asked him to stop, and he did, but I can tell him, but I can tell he was frustrated with me. He asked, are you ever going to let me make love to you, which was trigger number two, because the night my ex assaulted me, when he um, assaulted me, he called what he did to me making love. Part of me wanting to tell my boyfriend right, part of me wanted to tell my boyfriend right then, but I just couldn't bring myself to say it. This past week is around the time my ex assaulted me five years ago. My birthday was June 30th, and all of this is happening with my current boyfriend a couple days after my birthday has made it worse. Typing this email, even with little to no detail of the assault, was extremely emotional for me. We're sending you love. I know therapy is the next logical step, but emotionally, I don't know if I can unpack all of that right now. After my ex assaulted me, I pushed it to the back of my mind and left it there. There are random triggers from time to time, but I try to suppress anything I feel in those moments. The other night was no different. I feel emotions very deeply and always have since I was a kid. I suppress certain emotions until I'm ready to deal with them and sometimes for longer than I should. I'm torn because my boyfriend is obviously concerned. I told him it's me and it's something I need to work through, but he keeps asking why I won't let him help and support me. I really don't want the way he feels about me to change because of this. And as of late, I feel as though I have been selfish because I haven't told him what happened. And I feel like I'm holding him back from a more complete relationship somewhere else. He called me last night at 2 a.m. and said that he's here for me no matter what it is and that he just wants to help. But I just couldn't bring myself to say it. It's been five years and I still can't say the word. I use assault because it softens the blow of reality. I guess I'm asking, should I walk away from this relationship? I don't want to, but I'm being, but am I being selfish by not telling him? I haven't told anyone else about this, and I'm lacking in the solid advice department. Any insight or advice would be very much appreciated and welcome. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate you. Oh, Lanithia. Oh, yikes. I'm so sorry. I know you said it, and I know I I I know I, I, you said it. You said you know therapy is the next logical step. You said it. Um, go ahead, sis. I mean, I want to just I want to just incur. I want to uh, first thank you for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, your yes, courage, sorry. um, in sort of sharing with Jade and I. I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel unqualified and <laughs> ill-equipped yeah. to really to really uh speak to this um i'm gonna do the very best that i can but just know that we're offering this to you as friends right not um not professionals not professionals but just people who genuinely care about your well-being um and your health and safety I think, you know, as you said, I know it's very hard and I know what it's like to have, to to live a trauma that you don't want to recount. Um and I recognize that there is great fear around telling your story. Um but I I just want to echo your your sentiment and I feel like what Jade was saying as well. Like I I I just want to echo that you know there's great value in really 
helping, get, getting some help from a professional around how to process this and how to kind of reclaim your life um, and decenter this one thing that happened to you um, from your life and your identity because you are so much more than what has happened to you. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So I want to kind of first say say that and, and say that it is my prayer that you will find the strength and fortitude to seek mm-hmm. out someone to talk to about this, a professional to, to really talk to about this. Yeah. Because um, I feel like that would be the best course of action as it relates to your boyfriend. Um. I am just in a space right now where I am prioritizing just like bold and reckless honesty and transparency in my relationships. Mm-hmm. I feel like for a long time I have worried that my truth would cause people to treat me differently, but I'm learning that if my truth causes people to treat me differently, that is something that I need to know right away. Mm. Um, Mm. And so I feel like your transparency with your boyfriend, um, although difficult, um, would really be in service to you. Um, and I, I say that because he has been so accommodating and so understanding and he has expressed that he has a willingness to support you. And I would say that you need support. Um, and you've been carrying this on your own, uh, for so long. And so if I, but I understand, I also understand the, uh, how triggering it can be uh, for you to kind of have that sort of connection and intimacy with him. So I don't know. I, I don't know that I have a solid or, or I don't know that if this is the best advice, but I feel like um, as you, as I, Jay was reading your letter, I was just like, you know, I think I would encourage you to tell him, um, but I don't know. I could be wrong. What do you think, sis? I um, I, I want you to do what what what's gonna make you feel better. Uh, which I don't is I don't know what right now. But I don't want you to tell him. I don't want you to tell him because he's pressuring you. He's pressuring you exactly. But I'm 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 just wondering again, not as a professional, just as a friend if maybe you might feel a little relief from telling him and well, yes. maybe you start that's with baby steps. Like That's what I meant. Like, I don't want her to carry this on her. Right. And not even in the, exactly. And not even in the sense where maybe you're not ready. Maybe because you already know that therapy is like a necessity for you right now. Right. You know that you've said that. Um, but you just, you also acknowledge that you might not be ready. I think that's very fair. That transparency is super honest and very fair. We don't have, um, we don't, we, everybody's not ready to go sit down on the couch and like spill it all. Right. So when we say 
when we tell people to go to therapy, it's more along the lines of please go speak to somebody professional about this because we don't want to be irresponsible. But I, I love the fact that you admitted that you may not be ready for that yet. So maybe you take it in small steps. Maybe you tell him in the same way that you told us right. and you let him know ahead of time. I'm not at the place right now where you can ask me any additional questions and I'm not in the place where I can discuss this any further. And when I am, I will make those steps to do so. But maybe you start with something small and nothing is small in this instance, but you get what I'm saying. You don't have to go the whole shebang. You don't have to go find the therapist and sit down and, and, and go every, every grueling detail that, that would trigger you in that moment. But I think even just letting him know um, a little bit of what you're dealing with so that it can relieve you, like Kia said, of just carrying that around alone. This is so much for you to be carrying by yourself. She says she's never told anyone for five Anybody. years. Yeah, that's so, so that's I feel a like lot. That's a heavy, heavy, yeah. heavy burden. Um, and so again, I think Jay raised a great point. I wouldn't. I'm not saying that you should tell him because he wants to have sex, because that's not, you know, that's not where we are. Right. I do feel like he needs to know in terms, I mean, with respect to your boundaries. And like Jade said, you can't, you have the power to determine how you tell him and what you, what you choose to share. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? You can be honest about this without, like Jade said, rehashing every detail but, yeah. you know, if he has said that he's willing to support you, then this might be a way that you can sort of test out and see if that is, you know, you know, this is what this is what support supporting me looks like mm-hmm. this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, supporting me may look different three months from now. But in terms of what I'm dealing with, in terms of, you know. Uh, in terms of what we are experiencing and sharing as a couple, this is where I am and I'm letting you know so that you can make a decision as as far as what's best for for you, but Mm -hmm. also just in terms to keep myself safe moving forward, you know, in the spirit of full transparency, I want to let you know what I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, not really, you don't have to give him everything, but you can, you can, you know, sort of see if he is the person that can can be uh, a support to you through this, um, because this is this is something that you can, you know, you you've lived through and you survived. But how do you how do you get like you know? I want I want to get to the place. I would love to get to the place where this is not the main focus. Of, mm-hmm. of your of your life of your relationship of anything you know what i'm saying this is something that happened to you but this is not who you are no it's not it's not who you are and i hope that you're able to find some relief um Lenithia. and if you could if you could uh please keep us please please hit us up and if you want you know kia and i if you need us to chat with you on the side we're happy to do so the same way you hit us, getting grown podcast at Gmail. Um, that's n- this is not something we want you to just be left to your own devices. Uh, you know, you've been dealing with this on your own for this amount of time. So 
We hope any of that was helpful, but please, please keep us posted and keep us updated. And we send you lots and lots of love. Absolutely. For sure. Shall we move along to our self-care? Sure. I deserve All right. It is black person self-care time. Um, and mine is very, it's like, it's a, uh, it's a very specific one or not specific. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, nigga. I'm tired. I went and got myself a massage. Very basic. Like I needed one really bad. My back, my neck were killing me. And I said, let me call up George and just see if he has any availability. And George was like, I have something at 8.30 tonight. Is that too late for you? I was like, I will see you at 8.30. (laughs) So despite anything that I had going on, I had to make my way over to George because your girl was in an immense pain. And I was very happy I did. It was in the pouring rain, and I did not give a fuck. I got my massage hour and a half, everything I needed, where he was able to work out a bunch of kinks. So that's my self-care. Very simple this week. Oh, amazing. Um... I, uh, okay, so I have been um, trying to be, uh, well, I will say that I am um, still getting the house together mm-hmm. and um, really enjo- enjoying enjoying doing that. Um, and so I've been spending a lot of time just kind of putting things together and setting things up. Um, and I bought myself a... Uh, something that I've been wanting for a long time um, and it was delivered this week so I'm very excited oh. about that well what you get you gonna tell you just gonna leave us hanging I was but yes it's a big it's a big uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a big fuck? floor length mirror like a big mirror you finally got you really wanted one mm-hmm. I love it I can't wait to see it and hear where you got it from <laughs> I think that's wonderful um, have we gotten our other things put together yet or not yet? What other things? Oh, well, my, uh, yeah, the entertainment center is assembled. I just need it mounted on the wall. Hey! Um, but I, uh, but yeah, I, I, I have some, <coughs> a few other, a few other items that still need to be assembled, but, um. I know I fell short on my task rabbit search duties. I will get back on that. I'm still leery of the. That's why I'm going to find you one. I'm going to check the ratings, reviews. I'm going to read through. I'm going to do the due diligence. We'll see. <laughs> Let's get to these petty peeves. Okay. <laughs> and I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. So my petty peeve this week is for Nike. You know... They charge you a $25 overnight fee if you would like to get your shoes overnighted to you. Okay. They give you the option if you would like to select ground shipping or if you would like a two-day. I paid the $25 for the overnight because I needed the shoes before we leave for this trip. And they still did not arrive. They are somewhere in the middle of a seat. And I would just like to know if I'm paying $25 for this overnight, at what point are you all going to give me an update? Why do I have to keep going in manually to my tracking to figure out some shit that was already supposed to be delivered? I just wonder, why do I select overnight shipping if that is not an option? 
Yeah. Is it because the American pilots went on fucking strike? Was it coming on an American plane? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm irritated because I need American my sneakers. Pilots, are they still on strike? They're on strike, and I fucking ordered a pair of Adidas hiking sneakers that were two sizes too big. So then I had to hurry up and order the Nikes, and then they're not here. I'm just, I'm just feeling very white woman right now. <laughs> I'm terribly, terribly sorry. And also, just another side note really quickly. For any of you whose mothers, uh, parents, whoever raised you, if they planned a vacation or a family road trip and you give them a kiss. Oh, Lord. Give them a huge kiss and express gratitude. Because when I tell you it is not an easy feat now. It is something Tristan and I are very proud of, but it is not easy mapping this shit out. And these niggas did it without the internet, so they deserve extra <laughs> praise. <laughs> That's it. Driving. We are, we are, uh, we are going to Portland, and then we are driving down um, through the northern redwoods and along the coast. And making a stop in, in in one of the towns. No, not the sundown town of McKinleyville. I listened. We are not going there. Um, but we have, yeah, we've planned like hikes and maps. And Tristan's been out there mapping which part of the Redwoods we're going to go to. And That sounds exhausting. But it's, yes, but it's going to be rewarding. But kiss your parents or your, whoever raised you. Just kiss them. We went on road trips, but Rhonda never took me through the woods. Well, Rhonda packed your clothes. She did. Rhonda had to figure out how many days you niggas were going to be gone. And then from there, make sure that she had enough clothes for you to have, but not too much where you all have overpacked. She did this this with two kids. Then she had to make sure she was good. She Mm -hmm. had to make sure her house Mm -hmm. was clean before Mm -hmm. she left. She had to make sure there was no old food in the refrigerator. Like... All the ins and outs. All All the ins and outs. But I'm not complaining. (laughs) What's your petty peeve? (laughs) My petty peeve. Okay, so as I said, in my Black Women Self-Care, I ordered a very large piece of furniture. Mm -hmm. And I paid $100 for this furniture to be delivered to my home. That was just the delivery fee. That was just the delivery fee. I'm very rich. Okay, go ahead. And so, uh, honestly, um, you know, I was expecting the men in their white gloves to come with the box. Oh, yeah, bitch. Bring it inside. Put it where I want it to be. Yeah. All of that. I happened to be downstairs in my kitchen prior to my staff meeting yesterday and saw on my security camera some man leaving a very large box outside my door. And he put it there and walked away. He didn't even ring the doorbell. Oh, hell no. Or nothing. Nah, for, nah, and so oh, nah. I walked all of my 2,000 parts outside of that door. And he saw me. And knew immediately that he was wrong 
Mm. Okay, you knew mm. immediately that you were wrong because he was like, "Oh, you need me to bring you this side, you motherfucker." Do you think I'm gonna bring this shit in? A I said, "Well, how else am I gonna get it in the house? How? How am I gonna get it in the house?" <laughs> I said, "I saw you tiptoe this big box outside the door and not ring the doorbell because you was just gonna leave it there. You wasn't even gonna tell me this big expensive piece of furniture was outside." And you fucking tiptoed because you knew. You knew. You oh, you need me to help you get niggas. this inside? If you don't get your big roly-poly cheeseburger looking behind <laughs> into this house and... What? Are you dumb? Yes. Yes. That's no, that's not dumb. That's lazy. That's what that is. That nigga tiptoed because he was being lazy. I said, oh, no. Oh, no, sir. Not with a $100 delivery fee. I said, is you crazy? You all better deliver that with a chilled bottle of Lambrusco, okay? Mm. For me to enjoy while you assemble and mount whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> Hell no. I said, oh, no, no, no. And you gonna leave this shit outside my door? I mean, and walked away. And I opened that door so fast. I know you're not about to do that. I opened that door so, and I was just grateful because had I been upstairs, I wouldn't even have known. Hmm. And then you would have had to try to carry and all of that heaviness inside I by said, yourself. Mm -mm. He was like, oh, you need me to help you? I said, how else am I supposed to get it in the house? Why did I pay 100 American U.S. dollars, nigga, for delivery? Mm -mm. Was for you to ring my fucking ring doorbell. He didn't even that's... ring it. I said, you were just raggedy. You're raggedy. No, that's raggedy and lazy. That's extra levels of lazy. I'm snitching. Fuck that. This is this the kind of shit I'm talking about. I work hard, nigga. I'm black in America, too. I work hard as shit, nigga. But you don't get to just be doing shit. Hell no. You don't get to just be doing shit off the strength. Put this shit in the house, nigga. And I will tip you. That ain't no problem. I will tip you on top of the damn delivery fee that I just paid that costs the amount of my oldest child. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to break this shit to the house. Get out of here. That's another episode of Getting Grown. <laughs> Thank you all so much for coming and sitting to listen to us complain <laughs> and uh, figure out how to love ourselves and just be a, a goddamn mess. We are just grateful that you come to be a mess with us. Um, mess, this, is warrant, mess is important. We're supposed to be a mess. Mess is allowed. It is. Because it would be boring if it wasn't. Imagine Absolutely. if your house was just always clean. Sounds like a dream. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> tell them what to do. Carry us out. Absolutely. What I want you to do is always and forever mind your business. And I mean really mind it. I mean get so deep down in it that you don't have no time, no energy. You don't even have the means to be worried about what other people is doing because you is so deep down in the bag that's yours, okay? That's what I need you to do. I want you to moisturize your insides by drinking the Lord's water, okay? <laughs> it's hot outside. It's 1,000 degrees. Yes, it and, is. And you must hydrate yourself because you're perspiring. And I mean, walking around here smelling like lunch meat, you've got to drink water. Okay, it's very important. You got to moisturize your inside and you also must moisturize your outside, especially your heels, because you're probably wearing flip flops and they are exposed and we do not want to see them if they are cracked. Because I've seen some of y'all's heels. 
Yes, they will crack because they are dry. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and wipe your titty sweat. <laughs> it's real out here in the field. It's very, very warm. Stay safe out here. And um, we love you guys. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>